It's hot out there. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to another episode of Just Another Bozo on the Bus. I'm your host, Paul Randack, and I'm excited this week to welcome my friend, associate, uh, Green Thumb partner. <laughs> there you go. There it is. I knew it was there somewhere. Could get there. Uh, Matt Johnson. And uh, Matt's been on the show before, but I've been wanting to do this show with Matt for a while um, because Matt has had a fascinating, I guess I'll call it a transformation. Is that okay? Yeah. Oh. Journey, transformation. Journey, yeah. transformation. Um, and uh, I just thought it would be a perfect topic today for this show. And I really appreciate Matt coming in to do this and talk about some of his life changes over the past year. Um, I do want to let you know, uh, we are going to be broadcasting um, every other week going forward. Um, I didn't know exactly what it was going to look like, but I'm booked out now until sometime in September. Um, And uh, looking forward to... uh, yeah, I guess back in the saddle again is the best way to put yeah. it. After all this craziness, anyway. There you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay, Matt. Well, where would where do you think we should start with this? Where would you? How would you like to begin this this uh, journey? This or this transformation that began? I don't know if you want to go say a whole year ago, but it was some. Maybe it was longer than that. But it's it's been it's been coming on for a while. It it might have been longer than that, but the real catalyst was. May of 2019, and suffering from panic attacks, which I believe were caused from several things, but a lot of it had to do with um, a slow workload, a weak workload at my previous job and career. Um, And then that summer having high anxiety getting laid off in September now you you had had anxiety off and on I mean actually if, if I mean, yeah we should probably say I mean I think it'd probably be helpful to listeners especially that you've had anxiety since you were a child I mean yeah. this is not since no, I was five years yeah. old but this the what's been what happened this past year I mean you said May so a year ago yeah. May a few months ago um, was was different or at least escalated to a point that it was causing a lot of mental and emotional and physical disturbances absolutely yeah i mean that was the most intense anxiety i'd ever mm-hmm. ever dealt with or suffered from and you had these different things going on i mean a change of job is obviously mm-hmm. that or you didn't know what you were going to do right yeah so yeah i had i wanted out of that career i just had no idea where to um yeah, there was some um, bunch of different things going on, yeah. really. And 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 what is what is it? What did it feel like not to know at that time what you wanted to do? I mean, what? How would you describe those those feelings that you were having with with not? I guess what not really having a direction. Maybe? Yeah, um, being the age I was, which we don't need to specify. <laughs> well, um, we don't have to, but I, I'm older than you. <laughs> no, no, let's see. I was 43. Okay, and still a young chap. Yeah, and I'd been a, I'd been riding or a technical rider for 19 years, and I was kind of over it, and 
but I was getting paid good money working for a software company, but I didn't have much. We'd been bought out and I didn't have a whole lot of work to do because they were kind of phasing our product out. And I just knew I needed something different, but the, the thought of going to school or getting training, it seemed, it just seemed uh, to be too much. There was, and so to switch to something else. Well, don't you, don't to, you I think that's a common theme, right? That yeah, it probably pe- People is, are just yeah. want, struggling to figure out what they really wanted. Well, yeah. I, it, from what I'm, I'm understanding, and I, I do know your process here a little bit, just because we've talked about it throughout this year um, in detail. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not really knowing what you want to do, knowing you don't want to go back and do what you have been doing, yeah. right? Yeah. And it, it was, and part of that was had to do with the creation of the, or that was partly correlated to the the anxiety is Absolutely, one you yeah. didn't want to go back and do what you do, but you didn't know what you wanted to do. Right. Yeah. Um. And that, and that just having a lot of downtime, time sitting at home alone. You know, there's a little bit of depression mixed in with. Sure. So. Yeah, and then in September of 2019, they announced in a bunch of layoffs, of which I was a part. We had a month to either try and get hired back on or just take a severance package. Yeah. And I had seen that Wheeler Farm, which I live right near, was hiring for their October festivities. Uh, the pumpkin patch. The pumpkin patch. <laughs> and I was like, well, hell, I'll just go hang out outside, slang some pumpkins for a while figure out what's going on <laughs> so, yeah that's kind of where it started um and i think a big help there was not it was just being outside every day and there were animals and nature and interaction with the public and co-workers finally after you know, oh, I've yeah. been working at home. Been at home alone. For well, two or three years. Basically alone, obviously. Basically yeah. alone. So, yeah, it turned out to be very, very helpful and nice. It was a really good thing. And then the head farmer, he would come over to the pumpkin patch and talk to me. And some of the other farmers would come over and help me move pumpkins around, help me unload pumpkins. Um, and I'd express interest in learning how to drive the tractor and help with the the cleanup from the, the festivities in October. So I, I did start doing that, and I loved it. And basically one day the head farmer just gave me a said asked me what I was doing for the winter and I said I would like to stay here so he handed me a set of keys to the farm and I've been going back ever since <laughs> be going back almost every day every ever day since. ever since now uh, I'm guessing and I mean I know the answer to a lot of the questions I ask you so right but but, but I'm guessing it. you weren't making the same amount of money uh, at no. the farm that you were making God, uh, being no. a copywriter for the software industry no I was Technical. But at the time, that was okay. I had my severance package and figured, well, 
you know, who I I didn't know where I was going from there. Yeah. But a seed had been a seed had been planted. Ooh, here come the metaphor. There it goes. <laughs> but I knew I wanted to be in that environment. There was just something very natural and deep from the soul. Well, so did I'm, I'm guessing at this point you started to notice a decrease in the anxiety. Yeah. I mean, is that what is yeah. that what stands out at this point? That yeah, there was as far definitely... as anxiety goes, um, definitely started to see the levels decrease. Um, I still have my moments, still do, but it had definitely made a big imp- positive impact on my anxiety issues. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, you, 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 they hire you on. You're not working full time, obviously, no, because no, you no. know it's a, a, it was a a county job that uh, has no benefits. Yeah, and it's max of thirty hours a week. Um, but like I said, I was on my severance package. I still didn't know what was going to happen, but mm-hmm. I was just content to be there in the moment and mm-hmm. working on the farm. So I wasn't thinking too much about it at that point. What What was most of the? What was an average day like there? What 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 would you do? You'd show up, especially in the winter. I'm just curious what that was like. Well, at first in the fall when we were cleaning up, it was just a lot of putting away decorations and and then um, once I got working on the tractors, it was scooping manure and piling it out back spreading it out back to turn into dirt and um and then in the winter there was a quite a few snow days where i'd show up early in the morning clear snow from the you know the parking lot and the paths and that'd be pretty much the day but we ended up doing a lot of projects. We were doing roofing. We were fixing the turkey pen. We were, yeah, we did. We ended up doing all kinds of projects during the winter. If it wasn't snowing and we could work out, we'd work. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I ended up doing quite a few different things there during the winter. And our winter wasn't too bad. In the it beginning. wasn't. It yeah. wasn't too bad. It wasn't until the later winter that it got really crazy yeah yeah Yeah. and those days you just go clear snow and it's pretty much go home after Uh that but okay so what what did what did you notice when it came to you say you know connecting to nature what what do you what do you notice the difference in how you felt about yourself and just about life in general what i noticed was i would go hours without thinking about anxiety which it was kind of the, which is still kind of the issue but definitely was back then is i was just worried that i was going to go back to that that state of high anxiety and and so what i noticed was that yeah i'd go hours without even thinking about it i was just working and um i mean i was around animals and out and what was what was so, what was special about being around the animals? What what do you think that um, brought to this these the, mental health issues? Yeah, I think the animals they keep you very present. Hmm. Um, you're attending to their needs, and there's 
Um, it's hard to explain. It's, uh, but I honestly did feel a very strong connection to my surroundings and my my reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and just very present, and it and it really did get me thinking about the grander scheme. The grander scheme. The grander scheme <laughs> yeah, of in life. Yeah, yeah, it really did. I just. When when do you think the time came where you knew that you probably weren't going to go back and work in the the field you had been in for so long? When do you think that you? I don't know if I want to use the word surrendered that? or that you found that that you knew that you couldn't return to that. It wasn't long after. I, I'd say it was before December. It was probably sometime in November. Hmm. I just knew. That even if I couldn't have worked at this farm, I was going to have to find something like it mm-hmm. or, or just switch it up altogether somewhere. But What else were you doing? I, if I remember, you were doing some volunteer work at this time, too. Yeah. You know, you, you're finding ways to give back and yeah. to connect to people in different ways. Right. I, so I was volunteering at the aquarium um, as an educator. So I'd just stand out there in front of animal exhibits and talk to people about what they were looking at. <laughs> and uh, So you weren't just like doing sports recaps or something no, like that, right? No, or the no. weather, you know, forecasting. No, they didn't want to hear that. No. I tried. <laughs> but So yeah, I was volunteering at the aquarium, which I, I really enjoy. But, yeah, I think it was pretty early on. I knew I wasn't going to go back to riding. Just the thought of it now makes me kind of sick. I can't sit there in front of a computer anymore. How did it go over at home when you... (laughs) It was a little rough at home for the first little bit. The income level had dropped by more than a third. Yeah, I was making less than a third of what I had made. So we were kind of... Once that severance money went away, I started looking for things I could do part time at night, and and then you know we had to, I had to make some adjustments at that time. I had to sell my Jeep. We had to cancel cable. We, you know, I was able to pay off our phones and some other things. Mm-hmm. So I cut down our monthly bills significantly to make to kind of make it work. Um, but then eventually, as of a few months ago, I got hired by Utah State University to do the gardens over at Wheeler Farm because they, they're in charge of the gardens over there. So that brought me up to 40 hours a week. And while the pay is still significantly lower than my previous career, um, it's a full-time job now and I couldn't be happier. There's nothing... So yeah, we're just making it work. So you you became a, an, a, you became a gardener too. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I call you the farmer. You know, I mean, yeah, you go by that. Yeah, it's a straight up farmer all around. <laughs> yeah, you're a farmer all around. So and it's and and so you, you also decided what? Uh, well, you, the USU job you got, and mm-hmm. you had been referred to to that position by 
the person that was cons- yeah. was eventually going to be retiring, right? Well, yeah, he's he wants to move on. He wants to go have his own farm somewhere, so he's kind of grooming me to take over the gardens there. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, if I do that, they won't be as big from my end as he has made them because I still want to work at the farm right? most of the time, so... But yeah, he told his boss that I could do it, and she hired me, and that's that. And and you're you're also doing school. Yeah, doing school at USU as well. What are you studying? Agricultural science. <laughs> yep. Which I never thought I would be studying agricultural science, but here I am just this whole farm thing it just brought a something very natural and honest and, and true to my myself it just brought it out of me yeah and it just it just feels right and it's just what's making me happy and now, do you feel in a sense of purpose through this? I definitely, yeah, absolutely. How so? W- w- what's changed? How's um, that changed? I feel like I have, like, I have a very, it's almost like that state of flow that a lot of artists get, mm-hmm. you know, and they just can't stop creating mm-hmm. I feel like that when I'm at work I just feel very natural and I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing and I mean, time flies and I'm, I'm and so I, I feel I do feel a sense of purpose I feel like I'm I'm just doing what I was supposed to be doing all along and it's a very strange feeling because it comes from something very authentic inside of me that and this doesn't change whether you're you're shoveling shit oh, or no. or you know or, or repairing a fence you yeah. know i do it all over there it's i could be yeah i'll be scooping cow cow shit one day and then who knows fixing a roof the next and it doesn't it doesn't change a thing because i feel like i'm doing it all for the purpose of the animals and and to keep the farm going and i've really taken on a personal sense of ownership of the farm Mm -hmm. and I, i mean i'm not the boss by any means but i feel very I very much want the farm to succeed and look good and do good. Mm-hmm. So that 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 you use the term so personal that, and personal ownership. Yeah, and so that's I think that's my sense of purpose is I want it to do good. I know it's not my farm, and it, but I don't care. I just feel so good working and yeah, it's so. so is it? Is it? I always wonder if this is something along the lines of um something simple 
along the, the lines of maybe the saying like keep it simple stupid kind of stuff oh you yeah know? yeah like, what you what you hear a lot as a writer is <laughs> keep it simple stupid uh-huh. but yeah i think it probably is so do you think you've simplified your life in i this have past simplified year? my life absolutely okay um farm works hard work but it is and there's a lot that goes into it but at the same time it's also simple the con- the the pre- the premise the concept is simple hmm. you know you're growing food and you're keeping animals healthy and productive <laughs> that's that simple now the work that goes behind that's hard and not always so simple yeah but, sure but the premise is well i remember you telling me the story about when you guys got new goats right yeah or, yeah. or, or were they were the, the ba- they had babies, baby goats yeah. so yeah because the spring is when yeah, we had 10 baby goats yeah. and four lambs. So, we're literally you, you for you to care for one of these goats is the goat came home with you at night. <laughs> yeah, I had to take a lamb home, oh, feed lamb. it for the first yeah. 24 hours because the mom first time mom and sheep don't always <laughs> I ain't doing that. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> home, you don't play that. <laughs> so, yeah, I took this little lamb home and fed her every four hours she just walked around the house with the dog and it was bizarre to see a a lamb in my house and the dog couldn't stop licking it and nudging it but it was was probably because it was young too you know that's uh, uh, me and my kids yeah i wondered how the the family do with that they loved it it was a great experience it was surreal how so just to see a farm animal walking through your kitchen with your dog <laughs> and then you wake up four in the morning to feed it and care for it it was yeah that was that was actually it was pretty special yeah that was, that was cool that's nice that's nice so learning to care for animals becomes has become a, a big part of this how do you huge part yeah it, and what's what do you think that's how, how did you make that turn do you think in your life or or what opened up so that you you know or maybe maybe this is a wholehearted moment kind of thing where your heart opens up and you just naturally adapt to um you know caring for the well-being of these animals they they become as important as anything else yeah like i said i've kind of taken ownership and it was like you just said, very natural. I didn't think about it. Mm-hmm. This is coming from something very authentic. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about it. I was always just in that state of flow. I'm in the moment. And this is what I'm doing. And this is what I, I want to do. This is what I need to do. Mm. There, I really, honestly, I didn't think about it much. Mm. It just... It just happened, and it keeps happening, and that's perfect. Hmm. So, and yeah, this whole time, anxiety levels are decreasing. I mean, I'll go a whole day without thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So. Which is a dramatic change from a year ago. Huge change. Yeah. Yeah, before I worked at the farm, it was wake up, worry. Am I gonna have anxiety today? Where? How bad's it gonna be? What's? 
Yeah. What's it like been back being back in school again? I mean, I know. Oof, I know. <laughs> man. Well, this, well, how long is it since you had been in school? It's been seven, eight years, but I, I took one film class. <laughs> yeah, maybe we yeah, won't. Maybe was, we won't count that necessarily. Yeah, we don't need to count that. That was kind of I half-assed that. Um, so, been twenty years. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, what's it like being back in school studying actually something? completely brand new i mean this yeah i mean this was going to be an online class anyway regardless of covid but that transition of this class is fully online and for the first two weeks i had only looked at half my class and did the work for half of it and then my son had shown me on the computer that there's this whole other web page i need to go to to (laughs) and there's a bunch more work on there so the first few weeks were challenging, and uh, to say the it's least. It's good to have kids in the house that yeah, knew their way they, around they on, know. around classwork and coursework. Yeah, and they had had to. They were forced to do online school for the last few months. So yeah, my son was able to help me out with that, um, and now that I've gotten used to it, I'm doing a okay. And yeah, I just want to learn. I think a lot of the work on a farm people learn as they grow up and either work on a family farm or around a farm, you know, and I never got that experience. So I, I just kind of want to learn as much as I can sure, and see what happens. So this has led to some uh, goal, you know, change of goals, life goals and dreams for yourself, do you think? Yeah, you know, the problem was I didn't really have any goals or, or, uh, <laughs> before all Just of this. keep on getting on? Yeah. And and keeping was, on? That was probably part of the anxiety and the trouble I was having is I had no idea what to do. Um, so this has created goals. Now, I'm not 100% clear on what those goals are, but I know what direction I need, to, need and want to go in. Uh-huh, yeah. So... And what does that look like? What are you thinking? I mean, I, I guess you could call it maybe a five-year plan. I know I got to get out of this valley. Mm-hmm. Um, it's getting too crowded. Um, but, but I think a lot of it looks like kind of what I'm doing now, but on a bigger scale. And we call the farm I work on a fark because it's a farm and a park and it's owned by the county. It's a fark. It's a fark. <laughs> no, they're not talking about something you eat Yeah, with, right? so I'm talking, I'm I'm feeling a push to, to ranch or farming down the road on a bigger scale. Of, mm-hmm. So. And no. And what that looks like exactly, I couldn't tell you right now. Mm-hmm. But that's okay with me. I'm fine with that. Sure. I'm just, I'm just soaking up what I can, all the knowledge I can, and taking care of business. Taking care of business. 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 Where to go, my friend? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, I mean, thinking about that. So, you I mean, well, first of all, does anyone, anyone in your family ever do any kind of farming? I mean, at all? 
Besides a family garden? Hell no. Okay. I got... <laughs> now, if you go to great-grandparents and, and second-cousins, yes. Okay. But immediate family, mm. oh, hell no. Okay, so nothing... Nothing in the last three, four generations. No, no, okay. no, 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 And and it's true. I mean, if you go back four or five generations, everyone, could be everyone it. was farming something, right? Mm-hmm. right? So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, not just your basic, uh, uh, you know, tomatoes and peppers and carrots, cucumbers. And, yeah, yeah, cu- cu- cucumbers. Number one, zucchini. Zuc- oh, <laughs> zucchini coming out of our ears. <laughs> of course. Some people like to grow pumpkins, which is where you started with. <laughs> That's right. Pumpkins you started working in a pumpkin patch, and <laughs> now you now you got a whole garden you're responsible for. Yeah. And a a, a, a number of animals. So, yeah, uh, nine horses, five five cows, two calves, eight goats, two lambs, and a partridge in a pear tree. Yes. <laughs> got we've got little baby peacocks, pea chicks. Is that what they're called? No, yeah, pea chicks. Yeah, yeah. Pea hens, peacocks, pea chicks. Okay, got it. Oh, yeah. P diddy. P diddy. P diddy. Can't believe I left out P diddy. It's all right. Man. That's what we're here for each other. You know, you yeah. got you got to support. You need that, but you need the, the you need the out. You know, the backfield to help you support. Yeah, them that's out. right. That's okay, right. so eventually have your own farmers bait of some sort. Some sort. Some yeah. Yeah. Yep. I and think so. Is that is five year? You thinking? five-year goal around there yeah if i need to take the leap sooner or later i will but um, so this sounds about right and how's the family feel about that how's uh how's uh the wife and kids yeah the wife and kids how's adrian feeling about this um i think if certain things in our life are settled down a bit she wouldn't have she's fine Mm. um the kids will be old enough to they could come live with us if they want or they can you know not live with us if they want at that time so but i think she's on board she yeah depending where it's at and (laughs) you know she really loves gardening, so, and, yeah. If you could make a living at it, and... Yeah, why not, huh? Hmm. So, yeah, I think that's... Okay. So, thoughts about this journey over the over this past year now, and, you know, the, the progress you've made in dealing with some of the emotional and mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Um, looking back, what, what do you think have been... Um, some some of the important um, new skills or 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 life skills um, or coping skills that you've incorporated. What what would you? I mean, because other people are listening to this and they're you know they're they're hearing about you know the importance of connecting to nature, which right. we talk about a lot on yeah. this podcast. This is you know you you have embedded your life into a relationship with nature. Yeah. I mean you 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 work really caring have. caring for animals and the earth and doing it in somewhat of a sustainable way. I mean right yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah and 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 that's 
I mean, that not everyone can embed their life into that. No. At this point, you know, we may need to at some time, but, you know, that's why we need people that are but, learning all about this so that we well, can do it. I, yeah, no, not everyone can do it, but I think just that state of presence, how important that has been. Being in the moment. Being in the moment. You know, a lot of spiritual teachers talk about it, especially Eckhart Tolle. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's probably the number one most important. Um, and you and said animals. I remember you said a little while ago, the animals have helped you be more present in the moment. Can you, the the can way you, I take care of, like, um, something I have to do about every other month is trim sheep hooves. Mm-hmm. Well, if you got to catch the sheep, kind of <laughs> wrestle them to the ground, <laughs> turn their heads so then they get this, they kind of go into a dormant state, not like a, you know, they, they so won't move. You're not you doing have, a chair right. you're holding them right. Yeah. I was just helping them over the fence. But uh, <laughs> you got to hold them right. And then, you know, you grab their hoof and you, you trim it. And this is a simple task that I have to do every other month. But first of all, I'm in that state of presence. Mm-hmm. Then I start feeling that flow. And then I I acknowledge that I'm helping this animal. Mm-hmm. And I think for people that can't, I mean, not everyone can do what I'm doing, but I think what I'm doing is being present mm-hmm. and doing something I find great purpose and satisfaction in. Is it almost like a sense of service with the animal? It is absolutely a service. I feel like this is what they need to be healthy, and I want to make sure that gets done. Okay. So in, in the sense of providing for that ongoing um, welfare and, and well-being of, of that animal, yeah, that, uh, that you feel like this is a sense of, besides purpose for yourself, but it's a sense of service to... Yes, yeah. absolutely. Okay. And I think... I mean, there's a lot of stuff people can do, a lot of volunteer work. I know that that's kind of cliche, yeah. but it's a good way to find out what what you what you're going going to find purpose in and what makes you feel good. Yeah. Well, you're because when you started this journey, right? You didn't. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but no. the, when you started this journey, and you know, I remember some of our conversations at that time. We're about well, you know, why don't you just do try some different service work and those kinds of things, and 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 I think you said I would even do this even if I wasn't getting paid for it. I mean, luckily you get paid. <laughs> yeah, right? absolutely. But but you 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 feel so much connection and purpose in it yeah. that it's not about the money at all. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, which is real a real difference and and so I, I'm curious because the more that you sort of became um, embedded into this your purpose, the things with the money and the work and all that kind of came along with it. It's almost as if, I mean, I think you've told me you got a couple raises along the way. Yeah. And, you know, they've, you know, you know, they want you to be part of this. They, they have verbalized the sense of value and they see the ownership that you have put into the job and, you know, want to. Yeah, absolutely. Want you to be connected in whatever way you can be. I think when you find something that you find great purpose in and you, you would do for free. Uh huh. Um, 
it starts to show. Um, you know, if they needed an after hours call, an animal is sick, they'd call me and I'd be right there. And it's not because I'm trying to, there's no ladder to climb here. It's just because I love it so much and I want to go help. Um, there's no ladder to climb. There's no ladder to climb, right? <laughs> and that's a-okay, but I think the passion is just people can see it. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, before this, I did a lot of soul search. You know, before all this even started, I would take the career tests and was always trying to think about where I'd find happiness. And it was always, okay, if I could just have this job, I'll be happy. And then when I was forced to make a change, I just opened up. I just said, F it, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go where my heart takes me or wherever I. Was that, was that kind of like a surrender then? Yeah, I surrendered completely. Yeah. I was, whatever. All right. I don't know what to do next. I'm gonna go work in the pumpkin patch and let's just see what happens. Let's see what happens. I don't know. I'm so, gonna volunteer at the aquarium. I'm gonna, and yeah. So I think, but I think that sense of service for the animals and is what helps keep you in the moment the people, too. Yeah, and keeping being in the moment then helps with both the yes. depressive and the and the anxious states. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So finding ways to connect to the environment around you through service and and the service can be even the, through a job that you're doing it doesn't yeah, yeah. have to be necessarily outside of it um and i can say that from my own obviously experience yeah. that i i i mean sometimes i don't always feel that way 100 percent, you know but the majority of the time it it feels like everything associated with yeah. my career has a level of service associated yeah. with it yeah yeah and so i think maybe you know that's that's probably a as a human being, that's an important, important uh, part to play, or a, I don't know what you want to call it. Service is probably numero uno. Well, it's kind of like a, 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 it's a natural equalizer, I think, because yeah. service is about not being, I mean, ultimately, being in service is not about being better than anyone. It's oh, yeah. about uh, it's about an offering, yeah. right? It's about showing up for someone. It's yeah. not about you know what, you know unless you're supposed to check off service hours because you know hey yeah you have to yeah yeah, yeah. you got pop for your third DUI or you <laughs> you know and then you got a few hundred service hours well you know hopefully you can find something while you're doing those required ones. Yeah. But I do think, I mean, it, it doesn't matter what you're doing if. If you're providing service, if you can find, if you have a passion behind it and, and you, I'm trying to connect what I do here to maybe help the listeners mm -hmm. get a better sense of if they're struggling, maybe this can help. And so it, I don't think it has to be any, you could be a bank teller and if you're just, you know, you, you can help provide service there, you can be a 
you know, there's all kinds of stuff. If so, so, so what I, I, I'm going to take a jump here. So it sounds like you're talking about a state of mind, right? That yeah. It's really it, not it really about is. the work. It's about uh-uh. yeah. So. And I know you know my dishwasher story, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah so you know, becoming a dishwasher um, uh, from a stockbroker to a dishwasher, yeah. yeah. And but I wanted to be in service, and I wanted to become the best dishwasher I could be, right. so that I was, you know, wanting that the job I did to be the best form of representing myself, yeah, and doing the best job I could at yeah. that. And that there was a form of service in there because I didn't do it for the money, and I was—I think I was making yeah. minimum wage. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I'm talking about. It's 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 finding pride and and just being very authentic, and it could be a number of things. I would suggest you do get out in nature as much as possible. Yeah. I think for you that that this this transformation may not have been as impactful if you weren't you weren't embedded into nature every day. It, yeah, you didn't I, have your hands and your feet and your body in yeah, the dirt. I and, needed the full experience and in the mud and the manure. <laughs> I needed the full, <laughs> full body, the full experience. body experience there. <laughs> but I don't think everyone would. I just I would like for everyone to be able to find purpose and meaning and and enter that state of flow for the majority of their time, waking hours. Yeah. I think you've said that a few times today this yeah. this this sense or this flow. I mean, you've it's used like the really term. the only and it might sound cliché and cheesy, but it's really the only way I can explain it. Yeah. I tried a lot of different things in the past over the years. A lot of stuff with film and writing and uh man, I looked into different types of heavy-duty mechanics and off and on over the years and it, it never ever felt like it was really coming from a true sense of of who I am it was more of a just trying to find something to do yeah and then faking the passion behind it trying to put a uniform or a, a certain kind of suit on and yeah. that, that you know that would somehow make Maybe it'll catch and it'll, yeah yeah but yeah, this comes from somewhere very deep and authentic in in myself. So you now you got you know you got your flannel shirts and your blue jeans and your and your your farm boots and yep. and gloves. My farm tan. <laughs> your farmer's tan. Yep. You do. I guess bad. I got a little one. You're you're definitely <laughs> you're pro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're pro. My farmer's tan. <laughs> so yeah, when I and when I look back, it's. Let's. I mean, let's see. A year ago, August second, still having bad anxiety. Hadn't learned about being laid off yet, and just completely lost. And now, man, anxiety's gone down probably eighty, ninety percent. I have a pretty good sense of how I want my life to be going forward and it all feels very natural and fun i don't i don't really feel like i mean i worked on fence this whole week <laughs> and towards the end of the week it was a hundred and something degrees and it's you start to feel it and you're like oh god i'm that's, done that's right I'm you're not spent. working in the air-conditioned office god, are you no. now <laughs> but 
God, there's nothing I'd rather be doing. It's just... Uh, um... Yeah. So, in... When you were on, you know, you were on this program, I don't know, a year or two ago? I, yeah, I can't probably, remember. Yeah, I don't know. Let's go back a year and a half ago or something like yeah. that. Um, and, you know, we were talking then about, you know, I mean, the, the focus on a lot of these is, is about recovery and, right. you know, sobriety and those kinds of things. And we haven't really talked about that, and we don't need to. But I wonder if if you, look looking back now, um how much thought goes into that aspect of your life in comparison to where it was a couple of years ago? Um, and now that you've got more sense of purpose and you feel like you're living yeah. this, uh, your words, purpose, authentic life, I'm more in the flow of things. Yeah. I, I'm more focused on living in the moment. All the things that spiritually we all strive to become. Yeah. Where do you place your recovery in and around that? And Or, or do, is it just been, I don't know, I don't want to put words into it. Or has it just been assimilated into this? Yeah, this, I... I don't give much thought to my addiction, my, like I was just saying, I play. There's no need for, I honestly don't put much thought or anything into mm -hmm. re recovery is, it's a part of my life, but I don't feel like I need to give it more attention than I am right now, which isn't that much, to be honest. I I don't really have an issue right. <laughs> I've got. Well, isn't I guess where I'm going with this is 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 um isn't this because you're living a more um, purposeful, authentic oh, life? Oh yeah, for sure. And so I mean that that it just becomes that, assimilated into yeah. it. It's more like just one of those. You know layers that you know of our yeah. life that that's now not it doesn't need such so much individual focus I'd, because yeah. you're living a life of more personal integrity yeah that's absolutely correct okay i don't i mean i guess i don't think about that just like i don't think about anxiety anymore yeah because i isn't that i fascinating? just don't need to i just don't isn't it that just fascinating yeah it's it's amazing so yeah, I mean, who knows what if I would have turned to the farm ten years ago? I don't know what would happen, but <laughs> this is the way it's happened, and I wouldn't change a thing. But yeah, I just don't have to give it that much time or energy. Yeah, I mean, I love doing aftercare once a week, and and I'd like to do refuge recovery again soon, but I just don't. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're living it. Yeah, Which is I, I feel the like difference, right? That's what it is. Yeah. is. yeah. I don't need to find anything to cover any pains or emotional scars that I have. I've got. <laughs> I mean, I look forward to Monday mornings, you know? I get. It's a crazy. Yeah, look. you look. Uh, well, the one thing that you have said over, over this past six seven months is maybe eight months now i love I, I get i look forward to getting up and going to work yeah and that's an amazing feeling i wish everyone could have yeah because i know a lot of people struggle with that yeah yeah and doesn't matter again whether you're shoveling shit 
yeah. you know, or you're mending a fence, or you're planting seeds, or... Well, and it's funny, too, because when we had those baby goats, the public would walk in and see us feeding them, and like, oh, you guys have the best job in the world, can I do this? And it's like, yeah, give me about ten minutes, I'm going to be out there in the cow pen shoveling manure if you still want to do it then <laughs> we can talk most people are like nah. but yeah but the, feeding the baby goats looks like fun yeah you know, right i just want to feed the babies <laughs> yeah of course <laughs> and i don't blame them it's not for everybody obviously but sure but sure. i yeah all right so let, let's 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 move on um one of the things that we uh we like to talk about in here a little bit is um, how people have adjusted to um, this new. Uh, I was going to say new world order. New world order. <laughs> I didn't. That's a different podcast. Yeah, right. right. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> All the conspiracy theories aside, you know, which talk about anxiety. Oof. <laughs> Yeah, Dang. I mean, I I would say uh, one of the things that I deal with quite often with um, in my practice with clients is, you know, having teaching them and working on skills to minimize the their immersement into media. Oh right, and okay. it's fascinating the addiction to, when, because the addiction people have to media. Yeah, and to um how things become so hyped and the sensationalism that happens around creating fear. Yeah. Um, and the, the addiction around the media component of that is, and of course, you know, all right, media is a business. They're there to make money. Yeah, and if they've they, got a job to do. They got a job to do. And, you know, I mean, I'm just going to say, what the fuck? If you, if, if if scaring the shit out of people makes money, you're going to scare the shit. You're going to scare the shit out of them. Now, with that said, um, COVID is is not um, uh, and, and whatever you want to call it, um, but we talk we talk about this from the point of view of what we do, and I'm curious what how you feel. You know, COVID has changed things that you do, mm-hmm. even though your day, like mine. And I, I know not everyone's not like this, but a lot of people, their days never really changed. Yeah. And you still got up to work every day. Mm-hmm. You went to the same place. You did the same thing. You know, it yep. didn't matter what, what was going on outside of that yeah. bubble that you were in there because you were shut off for quite a while. I mean, yeah, we were. people weren't allowed there. Um, right. They are now, of mm-hmm. course. Yep, absolutely. And I think you have only one of the only farmer's markets that's actually going yeah, right now. Yeah, it's cranking right now right as now. we speak. As yeah. we speak. <laughs> okay. Now, when you listen to this, that won't be true. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. It's 9 but, to 12 on Sundays, yeah, so it's right. nine. Yeah. yeah, 9 to 12 on Sundays. Um but how did you how did you find this i mean obviously your kids are home yeah um you know and those those issues and i know you've had some health issues in the family um Mm -hmm. and so how have you guys managed all this during this this last five six months well like you said for me i nothing changed everything changed for my family my wife and two kids Mm -hmm. she's working from home now has been since March, 
I guess it was March. Yeah. Um, the kids had to do school online since March. Um, it's obviously summer break right now, but they start again in a couple weeks. Um, are they going back to school? or are they? My daughter's doing a hybrid. My son's going to do all five days at school okay. with a face mask. Um, everything changed for them. Um, and at first, they all loved it. And my wife Woo-hoo! still loves working from home. Yeah. But I think my son, he needs, he's chose the go back to school five days a week option right he wants to get back with his friends he's getting bored i mean he's 14 he doesn't want to be stuck at home um and how is he you know he the limitations i guess are still generally the i mean with kids 14 year olds um we're talking the end of middle school right or whatever they call he's gonna go into ninth grade yes so um which is now the first year of high school, I guess, yeah, actually. Freshman. So Yeah, yeah. So um yeah, social distancing will be will be an issue. Um they, I guess they have to sort of wearing masks and things like yeah. that. Um so that that's one of those things that, you know, they adapt to and, and hopefully for him and in his school things go smoothly. I think but it you will never for him. know. <laughs> you never know, but I think with him it'll it's better for it, him to go. Sure. And I'm okay with the that risk just because i think his mental health would suffer more yeah um i think my daughter's doing the right thing too she'll be a senior mm-hmm. um well and that's more normal in, i mean yeah. that's that's like that's like college today i mean yeah that's and she, she's pretty smart so i think she'll be all right i think it was kind of fun at first for us to be honest it forced everyone to stay home and you know we kind of found stuff to do as a family uh-huh. at night and but i think it's starting to wear on the kids now and my wife you know you don't get out every day if you don't go to work yeah. you don't go somewhere it's true You're it's not, true you don't automatically just force yourself to go out so and then that, that can weigh on you and i know because the last two three years as a technical writer i worked solely from home and i think that was a big mistake looking back on it did you have a choice to do that i did have a choice okay so do you think that part of that um burnout came for you then maybe working at home so much yeah i I think i needed to be out and connected to people connected to people and and nate and now as i found out nature i don't think i was the right person to be working from home i think there are there's probably plenty of people that are suited to work Mm-hmm. work from home at a desk and that's great i think my wife's one of them but not me i don't i need people yeah and I, need, I well do. you know th- which is true because i remember last fall when 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 you were talking when you were talking about making these changes and yeah. and looking to do something completely different i th- i think the thing that stood out was when you set up, you know, we want to do the volunteer work at the aquarium, was yeah. you wanted to interact with people. Yeah, that was my sole purpose to go yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, I love the animals there. I don't, it, but, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. the job was to just talk to people, and I thought that just sounded great, and it was great. It yeah. was, we haven't been able to volunteer there for since March, so. Yeah. But It's slowly coming yeah, back around Yeah, it's slowly going to yeah. come back around. Yeah. But, yeah, that was my sole purpose. I wanted to talk to people. 
I wanted to be around people in exchange. You know, yeah. that whole that whole thing. Yeah, and that's you know, and surprisingly, that's why. Sometimes a lot of people like to do aftercare too. I mean, we, yeah, we talk about aftercare. So. Aftercare is a once a week group for people to come, come and you know, process their issues. It's not just about drugs and alcohol. Yeah, a lot it's, of it's not. Most of most of it is life issues. Yeah, most of it yeah. is. Yeah, and and uh, we also you know, and a lot of people have, you know, the thing I think about aftercare that's so powerful and so amazing is that you can have one person talking about you know some old trauma from childhood that came up. You know, is there an adult? Yeah. And then and then the next person is you know you know the struggles that they're working on in their marriage. I mean, it's right. it's so yeah. diverse the the it problems is. and the issues. Absolutely, yeah, it's really an incredible experience when you. I mean, it's a microcosm of life. Yeah, really, yeah, it really is. Then you have the people that are just kind of there, and, and we got a pretty diverse group. It's we do. It's pretty nice. Yeah, I really like aftercare. Yeah, have you done any of the meetings or anything online? By the way. Did you attend any like refuge meetings or anything? I haven't else? done a refuge except meeting except for online. of course. We've obviously done after, aftercare. Aftercare we've been doing online. I haven't done refuge online yet. No, oh. okay, but yeah, I think they moved it to Thursdays, and that'll work better for me. So they will. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. All right. Um, so family's doing well. You, 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 and I, like me, we, we never had made yeah, had huge changes. I mean, I just had less of the public at the farm. Yeah. So, by the way, my son works for a, uh, a national uh, car wash company. And he didn't stop working either. Yeah, that's a. I don't think he ever did. Yeah, I was really relieved that nothing changed for me. <laughs> I needed the work. Yeah. yeah. It's fascinating. Okay, um, so what what uh, what's what's the rest of uh, your year looking like? For, uh, you, you you started school this past semester. Are you going? Yep. Are you, are you, are almost you, done with this semester. What's next semester looking like? Um, another class online, and then in the next, starting in January, I'll have to drive up to Logan one day a week. Oh, for sheep and goat production so seriously yeah like mondays or something i have to drive up there and it goes from like 120 to 520 so that's gonna be so once a once a week once a week yeah i gotta drive all the way up to logan for a class i'm looking forward to it though that's one of the classes i really wanted to take nice um so that's what school's looking like then I'm, um, you know, we got to tear out the garden in a month, or at least half of it, to start mm-hmm. building. I mean, it's almost October again for us because right. we got to start building our hay maze and all that. You got to get ready for the pumpkin. Got to get ready season. for the pumpkin days. And yeah, I mean, we'll see how that goes with COVID, but I don't think. I mean, it's all outside. Are generally people respectful? Is yeah, it there? yeah, they are. Yeah. I mean, you can tell people come with their families, and they got their bubble, they call it. You know, everyone's right. got their bubble, and they're fine. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, everyone's pretty respectful there. Nice. That's another thing about having a farm that the public can just walk onto. A lot of people are just so fascinated by... I'm, I guess I'm shocked at how, much, how little people know about where their food comes from yeah. and how 
farm animals are raised and what they look like and what they're for and well you you know what you you mentioned that when you guys i mean even before you opened up right before uh-huh. they opened up the parking lots people were lining down the streets yeah. there on on ninth ninth east they'd line park outside because we had our gates shut cause mm-hmm. from covid we had a line of cars every day people walking in because they just they needed something to do and and they wanted to People connect. People love that place. Yeah, and, yeah. And maybe they're looking to connect. Connect so. to nature is, and that's a good spot to do it in. It There's is plenty of space. You can. It's not like being on a trail, you no. know. Um, and you know, yeah, there it is. A, it is actually well, you know, a farc, but you know, it is. It is, <laughs> it is a, a farm. farm. It's an actual farm. It's got a. It's a working farm. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about it. it so, do you think that maybe this? You know, this experience that we've gone through over the past six, seven months, do you think that um, this has developed more of a, people are developing a more of appreciation for like things like where their food comes from and, and that, that, or do you, are you, do you think it's pretty much the same as usual? That I think my view on people is temporarily right now, they are concerned about it. But I have a suspicion that once we're done with COVID, if we're done, you know, once (laughs) it calms down, people will forget again. Hmm. I just, maybe not, but. Yeah, it's hard to say what kind of impact something Yeah, it's hard to know the impact. You know. I do know there has been a big push for um, smaller farms, urban farming. You know, not just during COVID, but before that. So there is a movement towards um, different types of farming. I know you and I were like making uh, referrals on these shows and documentaries, you know, about these small farms, right? Yeah. I watched this and I watched this and I was really getting into that for a while. And I hope that continues. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there will be a portion of people that stick with it and really are concerned about it. But I do think a lot of people will probably just, eh, back to how it was. And that's okay. You know, I don't... I don't know. Well, it comes... I mean, ultimately, it comes down to, I guess, making choices about sustainability, no matter... I mean, if if you're buying everything from a grocery store, you're growing it yourself, you're going to a local farmer's market, whatever you're doing. Supporting local, though, is probably the most powerful thing that we can do for this system, I'm, I'm going to guess. And I'm Supporting local has so many benefits beyond just better tasting food. Yeah. I mean, there's less transportation, less pol- so that means less pollution, less cost. Um you're keeping money in your community. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just so many. I mean, we all know local business. If you can support that, it's much better, more effective than, you know, I might be getting too into my personal beliefs here, but that's okay. I, don't, I think these are, yeah. <laughs> you can have personal beliefs I guess beliefs that's here. true. <laughs> I have an opinion, damn it. <laughs> but I think keeping money as close to home as possible is better for everyone. Sure. Well, and I oh. like the idea that how that affects when we talk about sustainability. When you mm-hmm. buy local, you are, you know, cutting down or, or beginning to minimize really the transportation 
costs yeah, of this absolutely. and the impact on the environment that transportation has. And yep. I mean, I, of course, we need it. It has and to happen. Yeah, it has to happen for a lot of things. But one of the things that probably doesn't have to happen for as much um, now, maybe not throughout the whole year, but happen for, I'd say, at least six to eight months of the year um, that, you know, you can shop local and eat mm-hmm. local produce. Absolutely. Um, and and, uh, and even meat. And, of course, meat, yes. Meat that, is, all year round, right? Yeah, yeah. You can, all year round you can get you can get meat from a close closer to Utah if within Utah or close to Utah it's yeah definitely beneficial in a lot of ways a lot of different ways yeah all right um all right well let's uh let's sort of work towards wrapping this thing up what what uh what um what I mean this is maybe an opportunity to uh sort of summarize sort of a bunch of the different things that we've talked about today okay. um generally though I, I would love for you to sum up if you you could um, as eloquently as you can <laughs> farmer um <laughs> uh, this this journey of and i'm i'm not gonna yeah yeah, yeah i'm gonna go ahead and use this this um transcending um this story of anxiety that you've been carrying around for such a long time and how you know connecting and finding um this purpose has really helped you how would you kind of summarize summarize that right now let's see how do i start this i would say i opened myself up i was having this anxiety i surrendered opened myself up to explore whatever I could because right at the start it was I thought okay there's the aquarium I could volunteer there I'm gonna go do the pumpkin patch so during that surrender um, is when I started to find sense of purpose and develop I don't know if it's a skill to stay present, but the ability to stay present and enter that state of flow mm. and and have it come from just my true authentic self. Um, you know, something that you said as well, I, I remember during this, I've heard you say this over and over again, is this, I don't, and I'm probably going to get it wrong, but something like about creating space or making space. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That obviously I seems like it makes it, that's it was a an huge, important part. huge thing for me. Yeah. And when I do slip back to little states of anxiety, I kind of get mad at myself like I'm a hypocrite. But I, I do like to create a <laughs> we sense We all of, have our moments. Yeah, we do. Yeah. I do. I create space in my in my head for issues and... And uh, if I, I start feeling anxiety, I like to create space. And how do and you, I think? How do you do that? Do you want to explain your process for that? I mean, it may it's not. It's kind of like meditation. Okay. But I literally, it's almost like a picture of outer space in my head. Okay. And I literally put the thoughts as they're okay. kind of so some visualization. It's absolutely visualization. Okay. Because I feel like. 
man, this could get kind of weird. And I, I feel like... It's okay, we're weird. Yeah, I feel like I'm just part of the natural world anyway. Mm-hmm. So I can... I can make my the space in my head bigger than cuz when you're in a anxiety if you're getting panicky everything feels so tightly wound together and you feel so um everything in your your thoughts are racing and that they're racing because they're so close together so if you can just open up and feel that life in you and just experience literally picture your head as outer space i feel like that's for me this is how i do it (laughs) that's when i can start to i calm down and um and that anxiety starts to dissipate when i hear you say that and i i I think i've i kind of got this image of you know like pulling the universe in within me so that I, I there's creates a sense of vastness mm-hmm. that's what i was visualizing as you were talking about that yeah and, it really is it's like a great expanse like i'm just part i just it's almost like you could open my head and i just become part of the universe yeah there'd be a, this is uh, there'd be a, a little there'd, trippy, there'd be a little galaxy in there you know yeah. you'd open it up and you could see all like the things yeah. flowing around like your own little milky brain. way man you could see my brain just floating around and not enough wrinkles on it so it just kind of <laughs> 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 but i i honestly do i like to there's a thing Eckhart Tolle talks about where you just kind of relax and feel like put your feet on the ground just take your shoes off and stand in the grass or in the dirt and just feel the life flow through you and then out of you yes yeah and i really connect with that i really for some reason and then i think that's what i get at the farm i think i'm constantly i mean i don't have to think about it like i do when i'm having anxiety it's just happening so yeah i guess making space or just letting myself be in space um there was a uh, an author uh, his name it was uh, his, his name is israel regarding he wrote a written a number of books um but they were all more on the esoteric side of things but mm-hmm. he had some meditations and and one of them um and they really really were about being able to center our energy and and to use whether we look at the universe as a a source or or like in this case the earth but there was one that i remember that used to always feel so grounding and cleansing at the same time was like feeling like the earth you know breathing in and feeling right. the earth energy come up through and circle around and then uh, out and, and it go out and then keep doing that and it's almost like some kind of internal cleansing but also grounding and connecting to the earth at the same time yeah and those kinds of things uh, and uh, it remind me i'm reminded of when you spoke of this feeling of you know this expansiveness in of, of the universe in your in yeah. your head kind of thing which creates space yeah, you know, and I know we talk you use the word outer space. <laughs> yeah, it's which outer. I like. I, I know it's it's funny to well, say that. Well, you know, yeah. there's like the the pictures you see of outer space, and it's just this big, vast, 
empty. I mean, there's stars you can see, but it's just this huge area, and that's what I like to kind of picture. That's what that's where I start. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, stuff. it sounds kind of crazy to some people, and it is a little weird. I I have to admit, like to me, it sounds a little weird, but yeah, I think that's something I really connected with when I started practicing practicing that that kind of meditation well i mean the truth is if meditation if meditation didn't work all the research studies wouldn't come back with almost right. identical results time and time again right meditation lowers stress anxiety increases mood um you know creates patience Yep. Um, more self-love, everything. It allows yeah. us to feel more connected to self and purpose, as well as our communities. Yeah, absolutely. And there, there, and our, you know, our mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being all benefit from meditation. And when we in group meditation, which is why, I, of course, I love uh, recovery dharma and, and refuge recovery right, yeah. for those two reasons. Is that it's they both of those meetings start out with they. A group meditation, yeah, yep, which is absolutely. a powerful experience. Oh, it really is. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I'll get out there and meditate with some friends this weekend. Get your meditation <laughs> on, people. <laughs> All right. Create some space. All right, farmer. Thank you for spending your part of your Sunday morning. Was it all you hoped it could be? It was be? all and more I hoped it would ever be. <laughs> well, good. I, yeah, I, I appreciate that. No problem. Uh, yeah. Um, as far as uh, coming back, um, it'll be a couple weeks, and but we'll have something back up on the air. Um, I know I've got something lined up. I did a podcast with... Um, uh, a couple of folks um, that are with uh, the Rise and Grind over there. They do a podcast over there, and I, it's terrible. I can't remember the name of it, and I'm so sorry, John. John Ross, uh, you know, runs the ship over there, and he um, uh, he he and his buddy uh, interviewed me. Um, gosh, I think that was Thursday night, this past oh, Thursday. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a great time and a, a good group of people. And um, as soon as that's up, and I, I know it's available, I'll put a link on the site to that yeah, as well. Yeah, gotta watch that one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, see what you say. Yeah. So um, anyway, uh, wishing you all a great uh, great weekend. Uh, we'll uh, we'll talk to you here in a few weeks, and we'll go out as we usually do with a little Joan Osborne. <laughs> Still doing the Jones. Still boy. doing the Jones. I thought you were going to whip out the Anderson pack.